When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. You, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline. And deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin. In the studio today with me, my friend, Charles Headland. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. You excited about today? I'm real excited. All it's right. uh, been a long time coming. We've been trying to put this thing together now for months and uh, getting stuff together and making it a reality. I'm, I'm excited to kind of put our voices out there and uh, have our friends and family listen to us kind of talk hunting and enjoy um, hunting camp yeah yeah hunting camp talk that's what we're going to try to bring to people and that's kind of what we're all about absolutely absolutely so we're going to talk today in our first episode about really what the podcast is going to entail what we really want to uh accomplish and achieve what our goals are try to fulfill the the name of our podcast the white tail distraction the white tail distraction you so know? we came up with the white tail distraction because we wanted this podcast to be for people just like us, where we sit at work all day and we daydream, or we were consumed with trying to think about hunting mm-hmm. whitetails and just hunting our in next general. hunting stand and uh, yep. you know what wind, yeah. what wind we're going to be able to hunt absolutely a certain buck bed on, and you know those things go through your mind while you're listening to other people that have uh, tons more knowledge than we do talk about hunting and tips and tactics so i think we'll bring a little bit of the tips and tactics to people but more than that i think we're just gonna break down our hunting experiences tell a lot of hunting stories we're gonna bring friends and family in uh, we're gonna have them tell about their hunting stories we're gonna talk about you know uh, mine and your hunting stories together uh, experiences that we're gonna share together yeah uh, and just kind of bring that to the people and have uh Everyone kind of enjoy what we're here to talk about, you know, what we've experienced. 
we're going to be telling plenty of stories. We're probably going to break down hunts that we're going to um, go on once mm -hmm. the season kicks off here in uh, September, September 29th, I think yeah. our season starts. Um, we're going to break down experiences that we've had already, whether they yep. were successful or, successful or not. Um, hunting's our passion. It's yep. what we like to talk about when yep. we go to parties and barbecues and everything else. That's what we want to talk about. We're after bow hunters. We grew up loving the outdoors. Um, we're in, I don't want to say a mecca, but we're in a pretty good spot to do it. We're in northwestern PA. Yep. Just plenty of fishing, plenty of hunting year round. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're rich with game. We're also rich with plenty of hunters also. So yeah. we got that pressure to deal with. Yeah, but it's funny because we're out there and, uh, you know, me personally, I feel like anybody that comes up to me, they're like excited to share their hunting story with me. Absolutely. You know, that's the first thing and the only thing I end up talking to people about if I go to a party or am I, um, you know, at a, an event that we go to yearly, some annual events that we do. Um, you know, we just. Pennsylvania is a hunting tradition state. It is. I mean, we get the first day of rifle season off from. From school. school, yeah. From school. I mean, school. everybody would go to deer camp, and that's that's, right. that's what people did. So, I mean, yep. it's it's very rich in, in heritage around here. Yeah, we use vacation now that we're adults. Yeah, now that we're adults. We have to use vacation to hunt. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. You know? I'm so, just going to go back to being a kid. Yeah, all summer I see beach pictures, and uh, people are sending me messages that they can't make this, can't make that because they're on vacation. I'm just thinking... Uh, Coming up here in November, I'll be going on my own vacation chasing whitetails because that's what go. I love to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. Do you want to uh, you want to tell me how you got into podcasting? Yeah, so I would say this time last year, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Um, uh, Austin here got me involved in podcasting. He just kept kept on me, telling me you got to start listening to podcasts. Got to start listening to podcasts. It probably took me two months finally listen to you when i was driving an hour back and forth to work to instead of listening to the radio every morning throw on a podcast because like you said they're usually 50 minutes to an hour yeah and listen to my work i have the person perfect you um, uh you asked me for a list of podcasts and i think i threw up on your face a giant list of there was about 15 different podcasts all hunting related some non-hunting um you know and i started listening to those and from my commute to work it turned into me for the first time ever in my life, wearing a, a headphone in one ear at work and listening to podcasts for eight straight hours. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then tax season rolled around, and I was doing 12-hour days, and I was excited to stay there for 12 hours because that was 12 hours I could listen to podcasts, and I was consistently... <laughs> think about hunting the whole time. And think about hunting the whole time, so needless to say, I got a lot less work done, um, but it was something that consumed me, and then... I was actually thinking before you brought it up, how cool would this be to do one of these myself? Yeah. And then I don't know if I brought it up to you jokingly or you brought it up to me jokingly, but um, one of us said it. And next thing you know, we were both like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Like, uh, let's do it. I mean, yeah. And first it was kind of like we both asked each other, are you serious? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm serious. Well, like, I'm 100% this is, in, man. Right, this is what I want to do. I mean, I I like what hunting podcasts are bringing to people out there. Yeah. And, you know, I want to share my stories with people. And, uh, 
I just yeah. like talking hunting and talking to people hunting about hunting and just really listening to stories myself. And that's yeah. why I love podcasts so much. Right. I like listening to people. Well, I think it comes natural and, to the two of us. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And we've been doing this. I mean, I just turned 28, so I've been hunting since I was 12, you know, so and then got into bow hunting when I was 14. Um, and been doing that ever since and now bow hunting's basically consumed my life since then yeah um i started shooting a bow when i was eight i think yeah i think it was eight started shooting a bow i actually started bow hunting when i was 14 i think right yeah that was probably the first time i actually had time with sports and different things like that when i was a kid see i don't have a dad or anybody that bow hunts nobody in my family bow hunts so i had to beg someone to take me out just Which for is. me to sit in the woods to bow hunt. And like, once I turned 16 and I could go out and really, like, do it mm-hmm. on my own. So I guess that's really when I yeah. really started bow hunting was when I could go out on my own. I made all the mistakes. Right. Sitting in the same place every <laughs> night. I mean. Were you even in a tree stand? No, I was sitting on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I lucked out. Um, complete opposite. My dad hunted. Um, my brothers that were older than me hunted. So I was excited to go hunting because I could see them hunting, being successful. You know, I, I, I remember listening to them talk about going scouting, and I always thought they literally just drove a car out and looked through binoculars and looked for deer <laughs> yeah. when I was a little kid. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I want to do that. And they always told me I couldn't. I didn't understand why yeah. I couldn't go scouting with them when I was like 10. Yeah. You know, now I understand it. But, I mean, I come from a, a long line. Well, I guess... My dad's dad, he loved the outdoors. Yeah. Uh, He wasn't a big hunter, but he loved to be outside. Yeah. He loved to be outside. He loved the outdoors. But my dad had a good group of cousins, uncles that hunted a lot. I mean, that generation, pretty much everyone hunted. Yeah. You know, um, for the most part, uh, unless they were too busy working. Yeah. You know, that's that's Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, and they gun hunted a lot, but same thing, my... My dad got into bow hunting when he was young, back before they even had cams and releases and all that, you know. Uh, Probably shooting a recurve. Shooting a recurve. Yeah. Trad life. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and now he doesn't even hunt with a gun. It's all bow hunting. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of how a real bow hunter develops and, and kind of, you know, becomes more of a bow hunter than a rifle hunter over time because you just kind of get bored with a gun yeah you know i still like rifle hunting but i still do too that's how i started out i mean right. my family is a family of gun hunters i mean right. like i said i'm i'm the only person in my family still that bow hunts you know i mean my grandfather his grandfather rifle hunted at deer camp in pennsylvania i mean we got pictures from back early 1900s of them up at camp yeah with the meat pole yeah, that you was know, the one bucks thing. On the buck pole. Yep. And my Gear grandfather, camp. I mean, he's he's hunted all over the place. I mean, he shot he shot a Kodiak brown bear in Alaska. Wow. I mean, a big one. I mean, he shot bighorn sheep in Wyoming and countless huge bull elk. And we're not that exciting. We basically just hunt we Pennsylvania hunt and, and just deer and turkey and, yeah, and rabbit. Oh man, rabbit pheasants hunting. and shooting squirrels and yeah. everything else. <laughs> yeah. You know, here in Pennsylvania, maybe one other state every year. Uh, but we had a lot of fun doing it. I, I don't uh, – I'm glad that I didn't grow up in a family any other way. Oh, know, yeah, I don't know what I would do without hunting. You I know, um, it's basically be. my number one passion. I mean, my wife asked me the other day, 
uh, what's number one in your life? And I told her hunting. Yeah. Because oh. she uh, knew the answer was coming. Yeah. She knew it was going to be hunting. You know, and that's what I told her. And uh, she laughed because she was asking someone that we were with. And she knew that response was going to come up. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. She's yeah. a 1B. You know, hunting's 1A. She's 1B. But I would be scared to give that answer to my wife. <laughs> Say that hunting's number one, not you, yeah. honey. That is not true. But no, it, it's it, a joke. It's of course. We all there. know it's a joke. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, you but, know, but it, it? It, it, that's what I mean. It really, it, you know, it does yeah. consume you and it's something. I told her, I said, I was hunting before I was with you. So, you know, when something comes up, hunting comes first. And she understands it. She knows she's a widow during bow season. You know, and I make sacrifices in rifle season or maybe bear season or something whenever I've been gone for three weeks yep. to spend time with her. So I try and consistently make happy wife, happy life. Yeah, and absolutely. And I get to pursue my passion in between. Well, that. the good and news it, is... she Honestly, my wife is very understanding. She yes. lets me do quite a bit of hunting every year. It's my yeah. work schedule that kind of uh, right. hinders me. Yeah. I mean... But now we have this podcast. The good news is we get to use this podcast as an excuse to do more hunting because we're going to need topics to talk about during the season. Mm, can you write <laughs> me like a doctor's excuse for work I can for do that? that. Or, yeah, uh, absolutely. Dr. Charles. You know, we're just going to go ahead and start our own business and get rich and then uh, never have to worry about work anymore. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. That, that, hopes and dreams, my man. Hopes That's right. dreams. So what else do we want to cover today? And, you know, we kind of covered our background. We kind of covered what the podcast was about a little bit. I, I know we're going to try to bring on uh, maybe some bigger guests, uh, bigger names out there. Yeah. Um, eventually. but right I would like that. to get some guests on eventually. But in the meantime, I would, I would really like to talk to, I don't want to say immediate friends, but let's talk to friends. We're going to talk to family. We're going to tell our own stories. People that bring different aspects to different kinds of hunting, too, and maybe even fishing. Absolutely. Um, you know, I got a friend that wants to come on and talk fly fishing. I think that'd be pretty cool. I got people that can come on and talk coyote hunting with dogs. Absolutely. You I know? got a couple of buddies. I mean, they're just ate up with waterfowl hunting. I mean, yeah. that's waterfowl hunting. That's something that I have not done a lot of in my life because I'm usually all deer hunting I've during that time. I've done a small amount, but it is a blast. But you know what? It's during bow season. Right. And I'm not going to lie. I would rather be in a tree stand. And when you're hunting basically all weekends because you got to work all week, and, of course, Pennsylvania, the great commonwealth we are, you're not allowed to hunt on Sunday. So we basically hunt one day a week. Which is awesome. Which, yeah, that's <laughs> phenomenal. Um, you know, you don't have the opportunity all the time to fill your tags up in the beginning of the season yeah. and then have the time to go do waterfowl hunting. Right. You know, and... Often and, years, I'm into late season with a muzzleloader. Right. Trying, trying to, trying to, to use your tags. buck tag as a doe tag some years. Yeah, you can even do that, yeah. You know? Um, I've even taken it as far as going and buying leftover tags for 2B and going down with a shotgun in yeah. muzzleloader season because it's legal and right. they're just loaded with deer down there. Yeah, so 2B for the people that probably don't know out of state, it's an area that you can literally buy an over-the-counter doe tag um, for at any time. Pennsylvania is a draw tag state where you have to put in applications and actually draw tags. So 2B is an area that you really don't have to do that because they always offer like 60,000 tags. Their deer density is so high, and I don't want to say that they have limited hunters, but there's not as many hunters 
down there. It's it's around the Pittsburgh area, so it's kind of right. more of a metropolitan area rather than. There's not enough hunters to fill the need of how many deer that need to be harvested so they down there because numbers are so great. Out the wazoo. Right. So, just to kind of clarify that, but um, you know the this Pennsylvania actually is becoming a much better hunting state. Um, from when I was a little kid. Antler restrictions are finally paying off. I agree. Time. When I was a kid, I remember rifle hunting when I was 12 years old. First year, you are actually allowed to rifle hunt back then. And you would see probably 60 to 80 does. I remember seeing a ton of does, and you might see a buck. I, I, if you saw a buck, it was a four-corn. deal. Um, a spike. If you put down a spike, you were king of camp. You could win a buck pool. Yeah, honestly, with a spike, I've with seen a spike it done a, a few times. Form. Yeah, just because you rarely saw him. Yeah, I remember one year my cousin shot his. I think it was his first year out. He shot a little four corn, and he was the youngest headland to ever kill a buck. You know, he's twelve years old. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there and he's down the line of headland hunters. You know, so it was really cool to have that experience. And I remember one time we jumped. Uh, nice eight point for back then it was a monster yeah uh, but it was early season doe for youth hunters and we couldn't shoot a buck he jumped up probably 30 yards in front of me and i just my eyes exploded when i saw this thing it was amazing but now it's not too far-fetched to see a pretty good buck i mean i took a good buck last year yeah absolutely. i think me and all my brothers took good bucks last year yeah. Bucks that ten years ago would have all been on giants. Yeah, just absolute giants and You'd on every one of our wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you would have been in the newspaper. I, Especially actually, with yours, honestly. That was yeah. That was a great buck. Yeah. That was a good buck. I'm very happy with that deer. I'd take one of them every year and I would be happy till the day I die. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. he may only go one thirty, one forty. I don't know. If we'll you're see not when happy with that that's i mean you yeah. got a problem if you're not yeah. happy with shooting a 100 140 inch buck now is there 150s 160s in our area there can be there can be they're very rare i've they're seen rare. about two killed in the last five years i've seen a few more than that but i mean uh, personally i've actually seen yeah i've seen pictures of better right right you know from this area in our wmu i've seen some really nice bucks over the last couple of years social media is putting the bucks out there so people can see them. And I'll tell you what, it's eye-opening to see what goes down it now. It really is eye-opening. And it's it's awesome. I'm It makes me excited for the next year even more because I want to top what I what I got this year. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I couldn't you know. agree more with that. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun this year, trying to, new tactics and some stuff that we have personally. Absolutely, trying new tactics. We're, uh, we're going a little bit on the... The hunting bee style. Yep. We're, we're doing. I started doing run and gun setups last year. We're going to get more aggressive. We're being more aggressive this year. We got year. a big swamp unit that we're going to try to f- actually get into that people don't get into because, like everyone else says, if there's water, people don't want to access it. People and don't want to access it. I was one of them people until I started listening to podcasts. You know, podcasts opened my eyes up, and the more I listen to podcasts, the reason it stuck with me the most was because I was envisioning my own hunting properties and putting their tactics and tips into use and actually making sense of what they were saying. So what different hosts were saying 
was turning a light bulb in my head that this could be us using these tips and tactics to oh, see and maybe harvest some giant PA whitetails. Look at our uh, look at our spring scouting this year. I mean, our spring scouting. I typically do it every year, but right. I don't get into it as as heavy. Our spring scouting in the snow, mind you. In the snow, yeah. <laughs> and you know, we found. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to overestimate, but yeah. the six or seven times that we went out and did some hardcore scouting, I wouldn't blink an eye at us putting on twenty. 25 miles worth of walking right. and shed hunting and finding one one lonely one shed, shed one shed the whole season but yeah. we found plenty plenty of good sign and right. some new areas that were kind of overlooked which is going to be pretty awesome for this year this yeah. Year, yeah yeah some of the overlooked areas i think we're gonna try to focus on that and um i think also what you were saying about shed hunting we found one shed but let us clarify we found one shed because we'd go in the woods and we'd look for sheds for about five minutes and then all of a sudden we were scouting and looking <laughs> yeah, for beds yeah, yeah. you know and trying to use what the tips and tactics that we would hear from podcasts and to finding buck bedding versus doe bedding um rub lines different things like that different pinch points yeah pinch know. points are huge um so that that was one thing that I really was excited about when we were scouting was actually using those tips and tactics and put them to our own use and Certainly. finding good sign yeah. and the good places beds, to hunt. The, the amount of legit buck beds that we found, not overwhelming number, right. but the ones that we did find I think are going to pay off this year. Yeah, there were some ones with some big hoof marks in them and... Yeah. Uh, there were some with some nice rubs going right into them. And a few of them we noticed. I mean, they are going to be very difficult to hunt. Yep. The way that the wind is going to be going through there. I mean, we use yep. milkweed. Like they said, to kneel down in the bed and see what they're seeing. It's going to be very difficult getting in there clean and quiet and getting a stand up. And They're and almost bulletproof. They're almost bulletproof. I mean, it's and they're pressured enough as it is. So. Right. It's going to be interesting. We're going to do quite a few breakdowns of how we're going to plan on tackling these different sets yep. this year. And uh, and I'm real excited to go over a couple hunts that we did together this year because this is the first uh, year yeah. that we've really hunted together. Certainly. Um, as much as we have. And I'm excited to get into those stories too and kind of break those down, what happened, and kind of paint the picture for people. I think that's one thing that we do well when we tell hunting stories. We paint the picture for oh, people. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yep. You know, we can get people that aren't really hunters involved and interested in our stories. Certainly. So. Certainly. So, I mean, you want to wrap this up? We can if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, is there anything that we didn't touch on? I would like to say uh, stay tuned. Let Just yep. give it a try. Give it three episodes. Yep. Let's see how this goes. and. We're going to work on sponsors and stuff. We kind of jumped into this. We got got the equipment, and we got up and going, and we just were so excited that we jumped right into a podcast episode. Certainly. But we're going to work on some stuff. We have different websites that are going to be coming up, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. I think we're going to avoid Twitter. Yeah, we're going to avoid Twitter. Nobody really goes on there anymore or cares about it. (laughs) Or cares about it. Facebook and Instagram seem like the, the main two. Yep. 
that we're going to focus on. We actually have some gear that we're working on. We'll have our own logo and stuff out. We'll have our own logo and stuff out. We're going to be putting this up on iTunes and Stitcher and possibly Podbean. Nice. So oh, it's going to be accessible. Cool. Yeah. And I think we're, we're going to have some really fun topics, some really fun conversation once we bring people in here. And sure. some fun, fun conversation between the two of us. Yeah. The more we get used to this, the more comfortable we get doing it. I think we're going to have some fun episodes for people if they just want to stick with us and give us a chance. 100%. I know we're just some Pennsylvania hunters. We're not those Illinois or Iowa we're guys that are, Iowa, on a, you know, or Wisconsin or Kansas or big buck states and people that talk about seeing 160s all day long. But, you know, like I've heard before, some of the best hunters come from this side of the United States, you know, the eastern side of the United States, Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, you know, those kind of states, Maryland, um, People around this area, New Jersey, they're getting we're getting it done. If you can get it done consistently in yep. an area with as much pressure as we have, yep. you're you're doing something right. And I'm I, not saying that I do that because I don't. Right. But I know plenty of people who do and we're gonna have them right. on to talk about it. Exactly. I mean our family uh, we put down a lot of deer. Oh, we 100%. harvest does. Uh, we, That's we are my bread and butter, man. I'm a yeah. doe slayer. <laughs> right. We put down does, we fill freezers. You know, between I hunt, my dad hunts, and I have three brothers that hunt. You know, we kill 20-plus deer a year consistently for the probably the past six years. We've put down anywhere from 18 to the high point, 23 deer between all of us. Now, that's also usually one 10-day out-of-hunt or out-of-state hunt, either Illinois. Ohio or Illinois, yeah. where we shoot doe there, too. Yeah. You know, we're not just going there to kill monster bucks. We're still filling freezer uh, as long as we're allowed to shoot deer there, we're going to shoot deer. I mean, we enjoy killing, but it's all about also the, the harvesting the meat and what we get to feed our families all year round. I have a freezer full of deer meat right now just from because I've had two real two of my best years my last two years yeah. hunting. 100%. You know, I've killed seven deer over the last two years, and I've filled freezer meat that we have now. You know, we make all of our burgers Oh, anything with ground meat that we do, you know, the, yeah, the back straps that back we, we cook up, you know, so I'm excited. I'm excited for this hunting season. I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited to get guys in here and just start telling some of the stories, some of our turkey hunting. We had a great turkey we season. We had a great turkey season. One of the best year. turkey seasons I've ever been involved with. Yeah, it was, by far. It was killer. All out of, out of four of us, three of us tagged out one of us did not <laughs> one of us a bird. sitting directly across from me yeah well. unfortunately did not get a bird but we were focused on getting anthony his first anthony, bird. anthony his first bird that you was know? that was huge uh, mike his first get real mike gobbler his first gobbler you know that's that that's you what shot it's all a first about this year too you shot i did a bearded head this year bearded head. Awesome. Yeah. first for me as well Absolutely. we all had firsts and you know, it, for me, it was cooler because I put down my bearded hen opening morning. Yeah. And it was more fun to me that I was able to be along for each of those other two harvests. Absolutely. And that was be awesome. a part of it. I was stoked. Yep. So thank you, hunting public. Absolutely. For your tips and tactics. The hunting public. Because you guys are awesome. awesome. Shout out to the hunting public. Shout out to the hunting public and the turkey tour. That fueled about my entire last several months at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watching videos. So I got very little done at work, thanks to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so.
But yeah, man, I think this was a good first episode for us to kind of get our feet wet and talk about what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, certainly. So um, we're going to try and bring this out weekly. We're going to do our best. If it's not weekly, it's going to be bi-weekly. Right. Um, let's hope next time we're either going to have, I don't want to say a BS sesh. This was kind of a BS sesh today. Right. Just to try and get our, our feet wet with Maybe it. we'll bring a friend in and talk about hunting I think uh, we're going to have a, a guest story. in and we're going to have some hunting stories going on and uh, Fight really off just the try mosquitoes. and break down what, what they're all about and right. you know take it from there. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Well, if you enjoy this podcast, please hang, please hang with us and uh, yep. give it another couple episodes. I, I promise we will try to change your mind right. and uh, make this enjoyable. And we want to earn that thumbs up. We want to earn five that five-star thumbs, thumbs up. up. That We're going to earn that. review. That's right. Tell a friend about us and uh, spread the word. Spread the word.